Are we ready to record a podcast introduction? I think we are. Cool. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're a bit slow on that uptake, eh? but it's alright. Sorry. Um, it's the new year, I'm still a bit. Well, new year, new you. Oh. Surely you should be a bit more jazzed for 2019. Okay, I, yeah. Apologies for that. Oh, blood. What a morbid, slow start <laughs> to 2019. I'm sorry about this. I tell you what, we'll start again. Wagwan! Which is Jamaican for Sapnin! Sapnin! Oh, you want to be funny at the end. Anyway, welcome to episode VI or six of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. That's me. That's him. Again. It's always him. If I say Morgan Richards, it's going to be him, right? If I say somebody else's name, it might not be him. Um, yeah, anyway, our guest this week, which happened by luck, just happened to happen by luck, that he was yeah. episode six. Yeah. This is, which is crazy. It blows my mind. Uh, there's been loads of things that have lined up perfectly. And uh, this is one of them. Episode six of the podcast features our good friend, Josh Franceschi, from You, Me, At Six, obviously. Funny so, enough, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Reckless of a capital R himself. Yeah, what do we talk to Josh about? The first thing we talk about is his ass. Is his ass, yeah. You know, standard. Um, obviously, new album, six. New album, VI. Or VI, or VI, VI, as you like to call it. Yeah. 10th year anniversary of Take Off Your Colours. Take Off Your Colours. Going to be getting all the gossip from that. And some things that... Is this a, th- is this a thing you're going to do? What? Are you pushing this thing? This what? thing where you fucking drop song t- song, other people's song titles and stuff? Well... Are you, uh, are you genuinely going to do this for every single guest? Do you know what, Sean? I think it's starting to get on your nerves a little bit. I just got a weird feeling at this. You're not really It didn't happy start getting on my nerves. Oh, no. It's always been on it's, my nerves. Okay. Since episode one, or whenever you started doing this stuff. Are you going to keep doing it? I need to know now to prepare myself. Um, I'll do it when it's necessary. That was a good one, there. You're going to say you're going to do it when you know people's song titles. Yeah. Otherwise. Well, yeah, because it works out then, doesn't it? Yeah. But I think that was a good one. Gossip. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right, yeah, all right, cool. Um, yeah, what else do we talk about? Um, the good old days of the Blackout and Yumi 6 touring together, um, their plans for uh, the future, 
how me and Alid ended up on yeah. uh, Umi Six songs, how J- Josh and Umi Six ended up on a Blackout song. Um, he also discusses getting other guests on their album and creating a beef with someone, mm. which is interesting. We won't say any more now because otherwise we've pretty much gone over the whole interview. Yeah, and you haven't listened to Josh exactly. But um, yeah, we we managed to get uh, like half hour with Josh in Cardiff when they were on tour promoting. Uh, was it Vi? Yep, yeah, new the album. Vi, yeah. Vi six, by six. 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 Like, episode six. Six. It's episode six. Josh, you mean six? Josh, you mean six? The know. album is called Six, and so that's three sixes. That's six, six, six. If this isn't the biggest podcast and most evil podcast of all time, doesn't get that evil. We should make it evil, really. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, weird, isn't it? That's weird. Like we literally didn't go. Oh, for our sixth guest, should we get Josh from You Me Six? It literally just happened, yeah. and that's bonkers. But the joke is, there's been a couple of other things that have lined up. <laughs> Like that throughout the weeks as well. Yeah. So it's just nuts that all that is going yeah, into play. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, we got some time with them backstage at Cardiff University on their recent tour. Very busy man. Great chat. So oh, I love that'll him. be coming on in just a little bit. Yeah, I love him. Um, but yeah, first of all, because we got a bit of time to fill and we said in um, episodes one and two, we'd do a Q&A at some point. Yes. So and we never got around to that, so... No. So we've posted on our social medias, on Twitter and Instagram, which you can find at Sappeninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. I'm not going to do it. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, follow us on them. And, yeah, we, so we've got some questions here we're about to answer. So um, hopefully stick with us. You might enjoy it. Otherwise, skip to Josh's interview. I don't know when I'll be, so good luck to you. Question time. Um, fire away, Mog. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so the first one we've got here is from Jenny, at yes. fan Jenny Tastic. Yes, like Jenny, big fan of Jenny. Mm-hmm. She says, what exciting things can we expect in 2019 from you both? Ooh, um, we're going to keep doing this podcast. Hopefully this is going to grow um, to the point where I get obnoxious and, uh, yeah, more people hate me. Um yeah, just bigger and better things. We got some great interviews, like you're about to see. We got the Josh Franceschi interview coming up. Um, I think yeah, we're, we're hoping to get more people from outside of rock as well. I guess. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think we want to try and get a lot more people who aren't even musicians, but especially kind of like maybe people pop musicians and kind of other yeah. genres well, rappers. I'm genuinely up for speaking to anybody yeah. who's got a good story or like interesting mm. stories. Um, dependent on whether they're in a big band, little band, they're on t- any anyone. We're up for anyone. So yeah. send any suggestions. Tag people. Uh, send them to Instagram on Twitter at at sapninpod s a w p e n i n p o d, and um, yeah, ta- tag who you want us to speak to because we will speak to anyone and it'll be a laugh whatever we do. I'm yeah. sure. And if any of the uh, festivals listening want to invite us along during the oh, summer as well, we could go in, yeah. go and do some stuff there. Also, if any festivals want to sponsor this podcast, get in touch with us. Our email's on our Instagram. Please. Yeah. I need the money. So should I go to another question? Yeah, go on. Okay, yeah. this one. I like this question. This comes from Natalie. Oh, of course. And you it's like called, this question. It's, 
at Natalie with four A's, I do believe. She can't even spell her own name right, so how, how good's the question going to be? Well, Carry on. well, it says here, yeah. why is Sean so yeah. mean to Morgan? And then there is five crying face emojis. Crying laughing or no, actually crying? In, in tears, like the emo, the press sad well, that you were being mean to me, Natalie, allegedly. If you've got a problem the way um, me and Morgan interact, right? I suggest you stop listening to the podcast because it's only good. If he keeps, you, you don't realize, see, you're only hearing when he presses record. You don't hear the other stuff before and see, and after. And you don't have to put up with these puns in the flesh. Right, you don't have to react to these puns he keeps doing, where he keeps naming band songs and stuff. Right, so um, other than that, it's 2018 banter, which in 2017 was known as bullying, but that's okay now because it's 2018 banter, and we're a pair of lads who have had to man up. I hate that, <laughs> um, and take it. But no, I I like Morgan a lot. Um, yeah, despite how I act on you, in a way. Yeah, I, I know he likes me really. It's fine. He's, I said us. that. And Glad one of us really knows. Well, it was funny enough because someone else mentioned that and said second this question. So it must be a wrong in oh, thought and people. Anyway. Oh, good. Two idiots out of however many listen to us isn't too bad, is it? So Well, yeah. I, I, good luck, girls. I don't want to call them idiots. Yeah, well, you've got super fans. Morgan super fans. Yes, I've got fans. Yes. You should start the podcast called Morning podcast morning with morgan richards <laughs> morning with morgan richards and it should come out when well, you have you as my co-host yeah you just be mean really mean to me. <laughs> yeah any, yeah go on right okay question, moving on moving questions. on we're friends really but in that sense <laughs> he's added that did you see the way he just went oh yeah, yeah we move on we're friends we're friends we're not fucking friends don't listen to it in that in that sense we've had a question from at heart underscore chills underscore i i that's, oh, yes, a, I know. Yes. that's a long name it says when did you guys meet slash become friends she she said it as well slash the idea of getting together <laughs> for this pod you push in that we're friends too much <laughs> like it's got the point now where people will be like oh i don't know if they are actually we never met before this podcast no um how did we meet uh um, when i was in the blackout Yes. Uh, we played loads of gigs and you were a journalist. I was a journalist, yes. As episode one, if journalist. I was episode one. Journalistic. Um, you were a journalist uh, who liked rock music. I was in a band who played rock music. Mm. You had the unfortunate... Um, what am I looking for? The unfortunate... Role? No, no, no. I don't know what the word is. You were unlucky enough to see us live. There you go. Jesus. Quite a few God times. In the end. Brain aneurysm, that is. And, um, yeah, wrote about us and stuff. And then... So it was brought you on the radio. And then interviewed us. And mm. we got on. And then, basically, I did mention in episode one, I think, or maybe episode two, that Blind Boy Bolt Club from Rubber Bandits got in touch with me and told me I should do a podcast. I strongly suggest that you listen to his podcast as well if you get choice. Um, if you've got a chance, Blind Boy uh, Boat Club, oh no, Blind Boy Podcast is called. He told me to start a podcast, so I thought, who do I know who um, does radio and stuff? I might be up for it. Got in touch with Morgan. Um, me and Morgan bought the kit, and the rest is history. And here we are today. Yep. Going off that, yeah. we've had Chris at hashtag CC. 
that's in words mind that's right that's not oh, yeah. a hashtag um he has said could we have a role reversal episode where sean interviews morgan these are very morgan heavy questions we're starting this with um yeah we can do we'll do it now uh morg have you ever been in a band uh no not not properly no right well that was that then <laughs> um we've done that episode no i'm sure we will at some point so maybe this is the answer to that Next question, Mark. Uh, Richard at Richie Prof has asked us, why do all Welsh bands in the scene sing with a fuck? Go on. Fa- fo- 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 is that F-A-U-F. how you spell fo? No, yes, French, I guess, isn't it? Oh, fo- right. I was going to put it. Okay. What were you going to say? Fo-ox. Fo-ox. Why do Welsh <laughs> bands put on a fo-ox American accent? That's the question, isn't it? Great journalism. Um, yeah. well, American right. accent, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a conscious decision by anyone, really. I think we're just all brought up on our music that when you sing, what I do is when I'm writing vocals, as I mentioned in other episodes, is I come up with a melody first. And I guess the melodies just so happen to lend themselves to Americanized. Because I don't purposely ever go out of my way to sing an American accent. No, yeah, you're not trying to be Tom DeLong. Yeah. And being... That was good noise, that was. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, we're not Tom DeLong. Uh, but the, the other thing is, imagine how bad the songs would sound in a Welsh accent. Aya, and aya. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. dreadful. That, um, yeah. That's a bit Tom Jones covering that. Only but I had an I Elvis said to me, he said, Tom, in the future there'll be a bank or a blackout. You want to get on one of their songs and sharpish boy. Do you know what? Speaking of Tom Jones, we once tried to get Tom Jones on our album. We went on. Like, Did you actually put a request in? Yeah. We tweeted. We got people who liked the, the blackout. We asked them to tweet Tom Jones. Is people must have seen it, right? There's mm. no way whoever's in charge of Tom Jones's Twitter account didn't see the request from us to have Tom Jones yeah, to come and appear on a song. If you don't know, it was a running joke for a long time of how much you loved Tom Jones personally. Well, running joke with the band, with the fans. Well, no, I do genuinely. Okay, he, he could well, be my father. He could, it could be all be. our fathers. I yeah. don't know. Um, he is, isn't he? Well, <laughs> I'd love Tom. I would have loved Tom Jones on a song. Say now, both of us are still alive. There's no reason why we can't get on a song. Everybody tweet at Real Tom Jones if that is his Twitter account. I can't remember. I've stopped following him since he ignored me. Um, tweet Tom Jones and say he should be on a Raiders band song. Do you know what? When we said about what we've got coming up in 2019, mm. I completely forgot about every other part of my life. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm gonna have to skip back. Uh, got a new band called Raiders Instagram.com forward slash Raiders Band UK I'll be playing shows hopefully we've already got a festival appearance booked somewhere Ooh. and um, yeah somebody went on our Instagram and said oh wouldn't you be better off having music up before you get try and get gigs in your face Mark underscore MR2 yeah I remember the names of everybody <laughs> who gives me shit <coughs> yeah, so we've got a gig without having any music. So, in your fucking face. Nice. Sorry, next yeah. question. Well, I can't say what I'm going to get up to this year. Can oh, I? go on. You carry okay, on. No, go on. I was just going to say. I'll tell you what. I, I'll answer for you. Going to go and see Manchester United play football. Yeah. And do some journalism. Oh, are you? Yeah. 
Oh, cool. What have you got? Anything? What else have you got lined up that isn't podcast? Continue. So. Well, I do a lot of writing. Cover a lot of professional wrestling. He does. Do love a lot of wrestling. Um, radio work. Everything else. And you can you can keep update with all of that oh, on my personal Twitter at mhrichards underscore. Remember that question earlier when the guy said, "Should we just?" Should we do a role reversal? We've done it. This, this is the role this reversal. One. Yeah. But yeah, cool. But That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Follow, follow, follow me Morgan. and keep update with all the journalistic things I do. All the mad shit he and, gets up to. And you can see that I'm not ginger, so it's fine. Anyway, yeah, uh, next question comes from at that guy on guitar. And he says, any advice on how small unsigned bands can make money from their music to help fund the band? Hmm. Basics of merch, etc., or how you guys handled your money when you first started out. Well, when we first started, it was completely different. So it's a completely different situation to there is now. Um, I don't know. My my worry is, well, does anybody know how small bands can make money? Um, yeah, it's just. I guess it's just merch, and there must be a a way to monetize music somehow. Like I, I'm thinking for the future for my band, um, about putting out maybe a song a month over a year. So you, you've got an album by the end of the year, but if you put them out one at a time, there's more chance people will buy them as singles than just stream the whole album mm. when it's there. So I don't know. I'd like. I'm sorry, this hasn't been much help, but I think just get out playing, get into people, promote yourself online. Um, come up with snazzy designs and fantastic songs. Write a good chorus. If you need me to write you a chorus, get in touch. I've got PayPal. We can sort that out. Um, but other than that, keep trucking, keep powering on, keep playing shows. Play to nobody. Play to whoever you can. Like that's what I'm literally ready to start. Well, I am. I am starting again with another band. Like I'm not. You know, I'm mm. prepared to play to nobody. And I can't wait. And as you said, good merch designs do help. Yes, they do. If you listen to episode three, you find out where the Black Arts first fantastic merch design come from. Some people said that made our band. Some people were wrong. Next question (laughs) in that line comes from Ross Bennett. And he says, how do you look after your voice on tour? Did you ever have to cancel shows if you lost your voice? I don't think you guys ever canceled shows. Only the one... Yeah, we cancelled. Yeah, we cancelled one show before. Uh, that was because Gavin, um, Gavin suffered from. Oh, what's it called? Oh, it's like a crazy headache where it made his speech go funny, and um, yeah, like made him slip. It was like a minor stroke, but it wasn't a stroke. Um, but yeah, we had to cancel a show because of that. Um, and other than that, we all oh, we played. I think we played two or three gigs without Gavin once, because um, he got a sore throat and got really ill and couldn't move. So we had um, the support bands fill in, which was Matt Good from from first to last, Travis from from first to last, and the We Are the Ocean Boys as well. Oh, nice! Who I'd like to get on here at some point as well. Well, I'd like to get from first to last on here as well at some mm. point. Um, but yeah, my my vocal upkeep was. Uh, honey lemon and hot water in a cup every day. Try try not to talk as much as I can, but that's not never going to work for me, is it? 
Um, but yeah, I never strained my voice. Like a lot of lot of screamers in band, you can't see them doing the rabbit ears. Um, quotation marks. Quotation marks. But uh, yeah, a, lo- a lot of screamers like ruin their voice from pushing too hard. But mine's not like that. Mine's more like a different accent, like doing a different accent than... Yeah, it's weird. I can't explain how I do it. Like I couldn't teach somebody. I just... I'm blessed with that ability. Bloody hell. <laughs> Go on, Morg. Next one. Ash has tweeted us saying, any fun stories from playing full Ponty Festival? I remember Sean climbing the scaffolding at one point. Good festival that was. Full Ponty. Um, Paramore played the second stage. Wow. Yeah. Gallows played the small tent as well. And I got involved and sang with them. Um... I just remember that being a fantastic day in Pont de Prix. Um What other bands were on it? Um, we played a couple of full Ponties, but uh, I think the favourite one was <coughs> The Guns, The Blackout, Lost Profits, Paramore, Gallows. Uh, I think Attack Attack played, Said Mike might have played. Um, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. And um, yeah, it was just an amazing day. Because like Lost Profits are playing their hometown show. And, yeah, it was the first time they played for ages yeah, in Pont de Prix. I imagine Paramore at that point would have been just coming up as, yeah. like, the next big thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they awesome. were on the B stage, like, it's crazy. <laughs> imagine and, that uh, now. God. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the headline are, and none of those other bands are getting lucky now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, oh. love me some Paramore. But speaking of you climbing scaffolding. Wait, but- have I ever told my Ailey Paramore story on this about it? Twitter. About top of the world. No. Oh, Twitter. Twi- okay. Ailey Paramore, Ailey Williams, full name, she started following me on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We toured together in 2006, mm. I think, Paramore's first ever UK tour. We were on that. And she started following me. So I went to DM her to say, oh, thanks for the follow. Hope you're all right. You know, get a conversation going. Accidentally clicked block. Blocked her. Then went, oh, shit, I've blocked her. Unblocked her, no longer following me in. And it's pointless me tweeting at her going, I accidentally blocked you and then unblocked you and can you follow me again? Because she won't see it because she has so many. Oh well. So you ruined your friendship with Hayley Williams on yeah, but I don't want to. She's fantastic. Every yeah. time I've seen her, she's been lovely. Do you know what? I'll use a story. Use another Paramore <laughs> story. On that tour that we did with them, their first ever UK tour, it was the year that a band refused brought out their DVD. Uh, refused our fucking dead is called I think it's called that anyway our Newcastle date with Paramore was the day that that DVD came out so me and the boys went to Woolworths was it Woolworths yeah it might be Woolworths or HMV in Newcastle picked up the refused DVD to go back to the venue to watch it so we watched it and it's a real sad end we thought it was going to get us pumped and we'd be like yeah we can't wait yeah refused are awesome now we are awesome yeah and it was such a sad end because of their last gig, the police come and stop mm. the gig. And I was like, oh, all right. When me, Gavin, and Haley watched that together, right? And there's a line in one of the Refuse songs that goes, We want the airwaves back. We want the airwaves back. Years later, I got to, we support Paramore in Islington Academy. And when I'm walking off stage, I see Haley, and she says to me, on our album, Riot, there's a song with a lyric, We Want the Airwaves Back. 
and that's from the time that we watched the Refuse DVD. Whoa. Mad that's crazy. You literally can't make that up. No. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so uh, they owe me royalties yeah. and refuse royalties. I've, so. I've never had the pleasure of meeting her, but oh, that's that. one interview I would love to do. Oh, she's fantastic. She's a lovely, lovely human. Hmm. Everyone, everyone in that band was absolutely lovely to us and, yeah, was constantly lovely. I've yeah. got a bad word to say about them. Well, if she's listening. Oh, she's definitely listening. She's if definitely. I know Ailey, right? If she, you know, I know she's no longer following me on Twitter, but she's definitely tuning in every week to Sapling Podcast. Mm. Good looking out, Daily. Love you. Awesome. But they're going back, going back to Ash's question. Yeah. He mentions <laughs> you climbing scaffolding. Oh yeah, I do. I was going to mention a point of this because go on. You love to kind of just climb stuff, and I'm a pink monkey. I'm yeah. a shaved pink monkey. Well, I was going to ask you. So when, in during the black hole days, you go to a venue. Was it kind of scouting where you could climb oh, and go and stuff any venue. straight away? Yep. That, that gig I did in um, Green Rooms, the Ray does. Hmm. When I got there in the day, I was just eyeing everything up. The owner was like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, just looking about. And he was like, please don't try and hang off the chandelier. And I was like, ah, I can't promise anything. But yeah, I just, I like running about. I like climbing things. I like being higher than everybody so hmm. they can see me. Um, I like risking my life. Um, I'm prepared to die on stage like Tommy Cooper. Um, nobody's gonna get that reference. Um, yeah, I just I just love running about. Yeah, like I get so much energy on stage. The adrenaline takes over, and I'm guessing it's probably like the greatest cocaine of all time <laughs> or something. Because I am pumped. I just want to run about till I'm sick. Like, some people have seen me being sick on stage just because I've run so much that I can't breathe. Mm. So my body's like, oh, we should inject everything that's inside you right now, quick. <laughs> and I sound like the devil then. But no, the one story I do remember from one of your gigs, I think you played Hit the Deck Festival in Bristol Ooh. a few years back. And I always remember because first song in, it was Tiny Room, you jumped the barricade, went all the way at the back of the venue to the bar, laid down on the bar yep. while singing your parts and got the bartender to pour stuff down you. Rock and roll. That's I always that one just sticks out. So um, yeah, I did that a couple of times. Um, it was free drink technically, innit? Mm, good. Because the Smart. thing is, bar people they either enjoy the gig or they hate the gig, but yeah. they will always join in on that. So if you put your mouth under a under a Carlin tap, they're gonna go. Well, yeah, I'm going to turn it on for everybody else's sake, yeah. It's just technically a free slide drink as well, isn't it? Mm, okay. okay. I should go up to the till, really, shouldn't I? And just point to <laughs> there till they open it and I just throw the money in here or pocket it. But Could yeah. Do. Any other questions? We've got um, from young... Li- God, I can't read half of these people's names. I'm do you know apologize. I do apologise. It's really bad. Y- are you talking about young Lafo? Yes. Look, it's foe again. You're having a problem <laughs> with the word foe. If you could have a feature in any song out there by any band, which song would it be? Oh. I might um, open that up and just say if you could get on a new song or if you could collaborate with a new artist or any artist, who would it be? 6 9 Yeah? Yeah. Um, even though he's had the best year of anybody in 2008 and the worst because he went from being absolutely nobody to being one of the biggest rappers in the world to now being in jail. So, but yeah, I've been laughing and enjoying some of his songs. So, 
him or I don't know. Who else would I like? Um, holding absence. I like to be on a holding absence song. Um, really? Yeah, but they haven't got enough money. Mm, that's true. I know James has started doing Twitch now to try and get his yeah. dollar up so he can get me involved. And Lucas has spent all his money bleaching his hair. So. Oh, I wonder who did that. For, like, come on, boys. Oh, holding absence. I know James listens to this sometimes. Hopefully, he's carried on listening to this. I'm going to start charging inspiration tax. I think because James and Lucas, their first ever gig was the blackout gig. So I'm going to need to see about twenty percent of your income, boys. It's only fair, I think. Eleanor Savage wants to know. How do you know it's not Savage? <laughs> it might be like Robbie it, Savage. It might, the it might player, be Robbie Savage. It might be. Yeah. Kind I've gotten enough of these wrong, so... It might be. Mm. Uh, if you were a wrestler, Oof. instead of a musician, what would your name and gimmick be? We'll have to stop it there, Robbie Savage. No, it's not Robbie Savage. What's the first name? Eleanor. Eleanor. <laughs> Whoa, way off. Wrong sex. Um, Eleanor Savage. I'll have to stop you here, because I'm not a musician. I can't play any musical instruments whatsoever, but... Is that a question for me then? Because I can play the guitar. So is she Ooh, asking more than I can? Mm. Ooh, I'll change this round now. Um, what wrestler would I be? My girlfriend really fancies Finn Balor, so I'd probably go with Finn Balor. So yeah. my girlfriend fancied me because it's tough. Would being you me. have a original name and gimmick? Oh, my original name and gimmick, um, Sean the Stampede Smith. I just run at people. <laughs> that's awful it's the worst wrestling gimmick of all time yeah but then you'd run out and you'd be so tired by the time you get into the ring like Ultimate Warrior did though yeah that's what Ultimate yeah, Warrior was, like, all yeah. his matches yeah. were two minutes long because he'd sprint to the ring be, was. be knackered after gorilla press somebody and then carry on like what do you think mine would be oh here we go um oh I don't know it's tough do you know what? I could I, I could see me more as a manager than a wrestler. I can't see me inside the wrestling ring. I can see it as a manager. Well, I'll tell you what, you don't want to be in a wrestling ring. Because what I found is, um, I was lucky enough to be asked by a South Wales band called Junior, who have WWE wrestler Mark Andrews as a member. And they asked me to appear on one of their songs, which I agreed to. And then we shot the video for it. And I get wrestled in it. And I genuinely nearly broke my back. I was in so much agony. I, I don't know how Junior haven't released the footage without the music of me when I get a hit, right? When I land on the floor, they go, are you all right? And I go, no. Because the wind was completely knocked out of me. I couldn't stand up. When I, when I finally got to my feet, I was in half, right? I was bent over. I literally couldn't. And I had to go to straighten my back. Nice. I don't know how they do it. You went through a table, didn't you? I went through a table, yeah, from the top rope. And, um, yeah, I, I saw it, and the wrestler I did it with, Scotty, he was like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, since Spike Dudley do it. <laughs> this is going to be a piece of piss. Turns out I was wrong. It was super painful. It still hurts to this day. I'm thinking about suing Junior. Mm. I wait like a bit bigger first off. Mm. But you know what? I will- People know we're both big wrestling fans. I would love to get some, start and get some wrestlers on this and getting some insight for yeah. people who don't even know that much about wrestling to understand. Well, yeah, well, so what this, goes this in. is this is my thing, right? This is why I got into podcasts is because when I listen to other people's podcasts, it doesn't matter. I've now found out it doesn't matter 
kind of what the guest does, mm. they have a story. And as soon as you hear somebody's story, you're instantly interested in them somehow. So I'd love to have Mark from Junior on you. I think he'd be a good guest. He can talk WWE. He could talk pop punk. He can talk uh, copy my haircut and not giving me a penny for it. Um, co- we'll do that soon. Mark, if you listen to this, come on the podcast, please. So I think we're going to end this Q&A session now with a couple of quick fire questions because we've had a few coming as we're recording this. Quick fire questions. So at Vox7 says, mind you, I, I'm not saying this wrong. This is what he has said. Why are story of the year like as humans? Why, Why are story of the year like as humans? Yes. That doesn't make sense, but I think he means to say what are they like? Um... If English isn't your first language, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of you. If English is your first language, have another bash, brother. Um, But to answer your question, story of the year are fantastic, fantastic people. Um, They were on tour in the UK and we asked could we support them. So we went out with them and they were fantastic. Any band that does backflips on stage while playing... New metal meets emo meets punk is okay by me. And they're all lovely, lovely guys. And um, the guitarist, Phil, um, yeah, lovely, lovely chap. He's a radio horse now as well. He'd be Mm. good to have on, I think. Any of them would be good to have on. Story of the year, fantastic. Five out of five. Mm. Uh, Mitch Ponting, formerly, well, still Reaper in Sicily. That I, weren't a band. Are they, are a band? Are they, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, on, he's asked, uh, what's your favourite colour and do you believe in ghosts? Uh, black and no. We'll move on. Um, That's quick fire, isn't it? There it is. Uh, Sam Yates sucks. Says, tell us funny stories about being a goth in the valleys, inform Raiders and potential tour Glasgow discussion on why you stole the concept of my Twitter at... Um, that's three questions in one yeah okay well start again what was the first one tell us funny stories about being a goth in the valleys um they're called greebos you get called a greebo a lot around yeah if you're um into the rock music greebo sweaty oh he's a sweaty but what's that mean like like not everyone who likes rock music uh sweats a lot um but yeah, so that's answered that one. Okay. Uh, miserable mainly, you get picked on a lot. Yeah. But carry on. Yeah. yeah. Um, info and Raiders and Potential Toys, spoke about that earlier. Yeah, Festival. Yeah. yeah, go to twitter.com forward slash Raiders Band UK and Instagram. And yeah, follow us on there because then when we've got shows, we put them all up there. And apparently you stole the concept of... His the, Twitter handle. Yeah. Well, considering I've never seen his... I have no idea who he is. I've never seen his Twitter before. Um, suck a fat one. That's how I said that, because I did it. Like I was telling you earlier, before we started recording this, every social media app or website that I've joined, I've never, ever thought it's going to take off or anybody would follow me on it. So for the first one, was my first one was MySpace. I came up with the user. <laughs> MySpace, it's still up as well. MySpace.com forward slash sexy, sexy Sean. Because I thought this will never take off. Nobody will ever. Did quite well on MySpace, turns out. Yeah. Then I got a Twitter, and I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll just type in Sean Smith sucks, because all the hate that I will get then, you know, just bounces off me. Like, you can't be mad at someone who's already, you know, you can't be 
can't tell somebody suck when they've already said it about themselves. So um, that's why I did that. And then was there another one? Oh, Instagram. I wrote fake Sean Smith because I thought this is never going to take off. People just putting photos up. No, thank you. Wrong. Wrong. Fool like. And I think lastly, Ooh. we've got from Dilly G. And he said, there's still nothing that gets me revved up and out of a funk like listening to the blackout. Oh. What music gets you guys going? Um, what gets you in that party revved up atmosphere? Uh, a lot of it pop lately. Um, or metal. Um, I, To be honest, I haven't listened to... I probably I'm listening to much new for quite some time, sadly. I need yeah. to. Like I definitely need to. You can't have this podcast and not. So I'm gonna to have to catch up. But. Yeah, you've said that and we've just had another question come in Ooh. saying top albums of the year, best and worst venues in the UK. Oh. Do you want me to Um I'm gonna put forward Architects Holy Ghost. No Holy Hell. Mm. Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck no, no, right. Holy Hell. Um that's good. I've listened to that. Very good. Um, did Straight From The Path bring out an album this year? I think they so. they did, that album was a good one. Um, I'm trying to... I can't think. Well, going back to the... La- I'll answer some of these. Going back to the last Go on, question. you answer... What's, what's, the, what's the best album of the year? Are you well, Best album of the year? That, you've, that you like. See, I can't pick one, but because I've listened to a lot of different things, I've really enjoyed Post Malone's album very good yes um the new eminem album was really good i thought as well because he this is a lot of people on there i kind of like this is nice um um marmoset's new album was really good the excerpts really like that new album Love the excerpts um well we talked to um marie from the excerpts at the umi6 gig about possibly coming on as a future guest and he's up for it yeah he's a very funny boy so yes and um I was going to mention something else. Panic at the Disco's new album Great. is a hell of a tune to dance to. And I've really enjoyed the new songs by both The Fever, Free Free Free, nice. and Low Lives. Yeah, cool. Really into those. Yeah, albums. I like them. Um, I like Mantra by Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Reminds me of someone, but... Someone. I can't think of. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's good. Um, and they've been nominated for Grammy. They have. So, fair play to them. Yeah. And the, so the fever, they have oh rivalry. Oh, I think I get on with Jason slightly better, mm. so I'm gonna go with Jason. But who knows? Who knows? Good luck to everybody who's nominated for a Grammy. I know what the feeling's like. It's amazing, and by that I mean I am gonna clue what the feeling's like. I bet it's amazing. <laughs> you jammy shits. Yeah, I think those are our cool Twitter que- uh, Q&A questions. Well, thank you very much if you've got this far. Uh, some, Josh- good, some good stories out of that. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yeah, Josh me sick. Oh, my good Lord. Josh from You Me A Six is up next. Um, yeah, we talk about a load of shit. Uh, please follow us on twitter.com forward slash samplingpod. S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D and Instagram.com forward slash sapninpod. I'm not spelling it out again. Um, please share, subscribe, rate, like. Please share it. Please, 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 please share it. Please share it. This is Josh 
Franceschi, you've been fantastic. Love you very much. Morgan's nodding because he's expecting me to end at any moment, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to talk like this for another half hour. I was only joking. Here's Josh from You, Me, Essex. Go! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! Sapnin! Josh, Sapnin? Sapnin. Yes! Yeah. We're here with uh, Josh Franceschi from the fantastic You Me at Six. Mm. And straight in, first question, very important, how's your ass? Um, you know, it's, it's been better. Have it? It's been a rough few days. Um, no, yeah, it's fine. It's had a weird jab the other day. Which is peculiar. I don't usually like having to pay for things to go up with my ass. Usually I just get it for free, so I was a little <laughs> bit annoyed that I had to pay twenty nine ninety nine for Ooh. the pleasure. Ooh. Obviously I reimbursed it <laughs> to the band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clean that back. That's going straight back in my wallet, thank you very much. <laughs> so what what led you to need the uh, injection? Just got an infection, man. Just classic sort of tour flu stuff, yeah. Yep, I get you. I get you. Oh, the, yeah, but how was the tour been so far? Good. It's been great, man. Been really good. It's obviously, been interesting. Sort of having to have the best part of thirty-two, I think thirty-one, thirty-two songs rehearsed, swapping between two different sets. Um, I guess mentally, sometimes that's a bit strange, especially when you're like doing double nights somewhere. Like one night you're doing songs you wrote a year ago and then the other one is like when songs you wrote 10 years yeah, ago yeah it's crazy um but it's been really really enjoyable really without saying corny but it's been quite a beautiful thing to be part of to like to see how uh something that definitely thought had been lost in the abyss for the right reasons had, had resurfaced in this really cool way and yeah it's just um it's not when you write songs you know when you're 
younger that age you don't expect to be a fully grown man revisiting yeah. them so it's just a strange sort of thing to get your head around but obviously at the same time really special Nice. Yeah, so it's just been crazy swapping back and forward between Take Off Your Colours and New Album 6. Yeah, it's been a weird one, man. But it's been, as I said, it's been really good. Um, I think the thing that I've enjoyed the most about the Take Off Your Colours is watching, like, people my age just, like, full-on breaking down. Yeah. Like, with either, like, happiness or crying or, like, just watching, like, groups, like, five or six lads all jumping around in a circle together, like... That's kind of the. Obviously, there's loads of other things that come with it, and with music, as obviously Sean, you know, um, where like you kind of go off on your own journey as a band or as a musician, yeah. and then like uh, you get different things that come through that are rewarding. But then actually, ultimately, the, the thing that <coughs> is always the most gratifying and always means the most is when you see like basically strangers bonding over your music or having a reason to have to be in the same place as one another but then also how like something you start off doing for yourself having an effect on others you know in, in that sort of way and that's, that's you know best feeling in the world yeah going i wrote these lyrics for a joke and now you were singing them back to me that's insane yeah that's mad man but yeah so, Everyone's feeling good about it. Hmm. And while we're talking about the Take Off Your Colour shows, how has it been for you revisiting gossip? Because I know huh. everyone on the internet has been saying, yeah. bring up quotes you've said years I've ago about that some great song. things along the way, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just sort of like indicative of me being a sassy fucking, you know, teenager not- who then was sort of like don't want to play that song because I don't think it's very good and then again it goes back to that thing of these whole these whole run of shows kind of came around purely because the fans kept on going on about it and you know you, you the thing about an ego is that you can choose to have one or park it do you know what I mean and like all of us went to being like don't go into this thinking that this is like just some payday or just some sort of thing that like we're doing for the sake of like we're doing them a favor by playing it you know we're not like we need to go and like fucking smash it when we play these songs and make sure that we deliver them with the same professionalism and enthusiasm and 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 hunger that we do with our other material and i think when i started that journey like journey but when i started listening to that record again and like really trying to get back in that mindset i was running listen to that record a lot and I just thought man this is going to be wild because these are some like some songs like Call That Comeback we've never played live and like it's one of the songs that when we play it it was like they know they've never seen it live either so yeah. they go even more mental yeah. so Jesus Christ I can't believe they're doing it like, I, can't, I can't believe how bad it is wow <laughs> still live it's even worse the thing is I wish like I wish people who were fans of bands where, like when bands don't play their old songs anymore it's mainly for a reason like oh. you're either tired of playing them or like we had a song called Goldburn City Hall which was just parts of so- like parts that we had that sounded similar just smashed together to make a song quickly and kids would always ask for it and we were like oh just let it die just let it die but then after a while you're like you just got to be grateful because they're yeah. interested in what you're doing totally and I actually think that sometimes like I don't know how you used to find this but like I would find that 
when I was on tour, I'd be like, well, yeah, you know, like, we'll do whatever we want to do with the band. Yeah. We'll crack on or whatever. And then you forget how, like, mental the come down is when you come off tour and, like, not being surrounded by all those people and all the adrenaline, all these sort of things. It's just like, well, if you want to maintain that, and I think one of the things, one of Yumi 6's strengths, I think, over our career has been that we have, in essence, like, nurtured our fan base and we've always been, like, quite on the pulse and we've always looked at our fans as an extension of what it is that we're doing rather than us and them, if that makes sense. Well, I always felt like your fan base were normally about your age, Mm. whereas with ours, we were always playing to like a younger crowd than we were, I guess. Right. So like when we did things like start the party and we were growing up and partying more, for whatever that means, um, yeah, the people into our band weren't there yet, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, probably weren't drinking and partying and having fun and stuff, but I, I just, I always remember the first moment we ever played together, you probably won't remember this, it was a festival in Abersoch or something like that, some North Walesian daft town. The Wakestock one. It might have been, yeah. yeah. It was the first time we ever played together. And I think we had a power cut on stage or something like that, so we ended up, up like playing football on our, doing our set, but um, yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing... Seeing kids into you and like being like that's perfect because they're the same age. You know that that's that's genius. And you like you came up and you came up so strong and so brilliant. And yeah, I think it's testimony to you guys that you've kept those fans and yeah progressed fantastically. So, Thanks, man. Well it's kind. Well done. Cheers. Um, I've killed that now with a nice moment. <laughs> I should have said something horrible, and yeah. I would have been. We could have argued. I, and I just think we're in shock that you're giving nice comments. Though, I yeah, it is weird for me. It is. This yeah. is, might be the first time I've done that so far with any other guests. So, so I didn't. Even, yeah. I didn't even tell Dougie Point he was gorgeous, which I was yeah, going that's to. One, that's the one thing we didn't say. But yeah, but anyway, anyway. Um, you're gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Get that in now before. You're, da- you're damn right, I am. <laughs> yeah, Dougie, you never heard of him. So obviously yeah. we've dug into take off your colours a bit. You've been playing this on bits on this tour. <coughs> Tell us about the new album Six. How's it been like playing these songs as well? V, v I call it. Vi, Vi, man. Vi. But listen to it. This seems that you guys have really dove into different sides of your musical like influences because there's a lot of different sounding tracks on the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that making that record was just a very sort of. Um, bizarre and unique sort of process we've we've never really done it like that before there were times where like we were going into the studio with just not even fully fledged songs and we were just sort of like writing them as we went and Dan didn't track drums the same he did it all in like break beats and like sometimes we didn't even know what the bridge was going to sound like because Dan had like written had just recorded like some hi-hats and then like some toms and then sampled them up and we were like okay well How's that a song at yeah. this point? And it's just crazy. Like it was, we had this guy Dan Austin who we went in and we said to him, we're like, look, this song is an R&B song. This song is a dance song. This song we want to bring in, you know, these elements that aren't necessarily sort of in line with what our band has done before, and it's going to be a challenge. But we kind of need you to be brave. And because we tried to do some stuff on Night People, and I don't think Jakir, he loved the songs, he loved the band, we loved working with him, and it was a good synergy. But with Dan Austin, we felt like we'd rediscovered a relationship similar to the one we had with Matt O'Grady and John Mitchell, nice. where it just felt like we had a sixth member of the band. And um, 
he said, yeah, if we're going to do an R&B song, then let, we're not, we can't do it half-hearted, like we go into Fully Fledged. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think the other, the other thing that was really important to us was my favourite Yumi at Six record, not even necessarily because of the songs on it, but because of the spirit of it, is, is Sinners Never Sleep, mm. because I find that that was a record where we weren't trying to make a record. We were trying to make, like... 14 15 islands all work together in harmony you know but there's we had no right having a song like bite my tongue next to crash and i kind of really pushed that with the lads and in turn to me as well that you know we had to don't worry about if fast forward works back again like it doesn't matter because it's just us showcasing a different side and a different um characteristic yeah. of our band and I think what happened, sorry, I'm definitely rambling this, no, so no, please no, stop no, it. No, 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 but, um, carry on, carry on. I definitely found that, like, on night people, we were so, um, so, like, consumed in this idea of a cohesive record and our theory of what a cohesive record was, all the songs should sound pretty similar. Yeah. Right? But that's, actually, all that is just fucking boring. So we went back to being like, no, the identity of our band and the strength of our band and saying that we're, we're the five biggest Yumi Six fans there are because if you're not a fan of your own band, then you're in trouble. That's usually the biggest red flag. And I think on Night People, we weren't fans even at times of our own band on that, although maybe it's because of other external things. But our strongest thing, our strongest card that we can play is that we can do lots of different sounds we can be a different band. We can do the heavy rock stuff. We can do, you know, the sort of dirty pop thing if we want to. And like, we just have to own it. And that was our biggest thing. Is like, whatever choice we're making on this record, own it. And I think we're all very proud of where it's got to. And even being in the studio again recently, like, we're just trying to take it every time, just delve into a new area because the thing that you touched on Sean about the strength of our of our fan base is that they have sort of let us they haven't dictated to us what kind of band we should be they've always supported whatever it is we've done so we're now just in the mode of just completely taking the piss out of that and just doing whatever we want and hopefully I think the other thing that fans of music like us three will, will feel and know is that you can tell as a listener when a, someone's faking it. So as long as they're going for it, as long as they're, as long as you can see it's authentic and real, then you're willing to give anything a chance. So I think that's yeah, our mindset at the moment and throughout that whole record as well. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree. Like, there's so many bands that I've seen live and you can just see the passion in them playing those songs live that you're like, oh, I'm going to give this band a, a try when normally I would, I probably wouldn't have checked yeah, them same. out. Like. Mm. I won't name any names, but yeah, yeah, there's bands I've seen live who just blown me away, and I've gone, well, they were so dedicated to that that they they were prepared to you know run about and go mad, and y- you could see that in them that I just I fell in love with them from then on. So yeah, as you said, it's, it's an important thing, and I think your fans can see that in you, can see that you love it, and that you're you know you're try you're doing your best at all times, but. And uh, so in episode two, we got Sean to talk about when you guys came on the blackouts. This is why we can't have nice things yeah. for a bit of gan vocals. But I thought it'd be nice if we could talk about maybe Sean getting on the consequence. Ooh. Sure. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in t- um, day. Yeah. 
I said to Josh, here's 50 grand that we'd been paid by Epitaph. Any chance I can get on that song? And funnily enough, last month, that song made me the most PPL or PRS. Thanks. It was three quid, like, but You're very well. it's doing better than any of the Blacker songs have, so cheers. Um, yeah, how did... Yeah, so yeah we, were, we were recording with John Mitchell, and you were recording with John Mitchell, I think, at the time. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, I just remember from our side of it, because we had Alad from Kids in Glass has in the song as well. Yeah. And for us, actually, our big thing on that record was outside of us just hoping that we would do well and that would be cool, was like really trying to like reinvigorate the UK scene a little bit and collaborate with our peers that yeah. we were really fans of. And what, you know, we were fans of The Blackout. We thought what they were doing was different to what other bands were doing and it had a different sort of spin and energy and class to it and the same with kids in glass houses because on safe colors and, and smart casual they're like, they're like the media at times like almost tried to like put us and kids in glass houses against one another which yeah. we always found really strange it was like only one of these bands can make it <laughs> sort of thing it was like no why can't we both give it a good stab so that was our way of in particular that i've been like look i love your voice i love your band be part of it and i think the fans of the scene at that moment in time just got you know something that's really special yeah which is why people gravitate towards i think it's like hip-hop and rap music is because their favorite artists are always collaborating with yeah. one another well i think around that time i thought that all that stuff was going to blow, <coughs> blow up i thought that was going to be the next thing of like every band now will guest with every other band and work together and mm. you know write these singles and everybody get a huge off it but yeah it's I, yeah, I thought that was just going to be the future of rock music, I, but it, I it kind of... I can't begin to tell you how unbelievably frustrating it was trying to get some artists on the last record, which is after about three or four months of trying to get, uh, whether it be people in the rock world or different worlds, yeah. I turned to the lads like, fuck this. Like, I'm no. not asking for a handout. I'm trying to do something cool. Yeah, I want I want to include artists that we like as a band in something that we believe is special and cross-pollinate. You know, the, one of the biggest moments that our band had was when I sang on Fuck on Bring the Risings record and Ollie sang on Bite My Tongue. Yeah. And it all that did is it brought in all of their fans into our world and all of the, our fans into their world and it was just like this cross-pollination. both of us. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, for some reason now in the rock world, there's this weird psyche and this weird approach and attitude which is this is our patch of land here and you're over there don't try and mess with our thing yeah. we won't mess with yours and even when it comes to like trying to get bands to tour with you or to go on tour put tours together it's like everyone just is just like well because it's such a rat race now even more so rock is so in the in the shit <laughs> really in terms of competing with the streaming numbers of pop artists or hip hop, hip hop, yeah. like we've got no chance. But that's you know, yeah, yeah like so you said, so now everyone's though, even just holding on even tighter to what they've got. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, like you said, like <coughs> collaborating. I think I probably still think it is the future for rock music. Like if we need to get back out there, like cross pollinating everybody's fan bases is mm. such a good idea. Yeah, I just yeah. Well, from a fan's point of view, I love it when bands like that did collaborate. And for a while, you met six were the band to do that a lot because as you mentioned you did it on Singers Never Sleep and everything like that so on this last album was it just the frustration of not being able to 
agree with other artists? It's it's just because everybody wants to know why. Yeah. Why or, rather, or, ra- or what they can get. Yeah, rather than why not, it's why. Yeah. It's what's the agenda, what's the motive. And then now it's like, and now what's crazy is that there's like, there's like people at record labels are getting involved in the conversation because they want to know what the plan for that song is. Yeah. And it's like, hang on. Like, there wasn't much of a plan when I was in California and Winston from Parkway Drive was playing a gig in Cardiff and in a taxi down to Reading. He hadn't heard the song because I'd only just sent sent John the files. I'd only texted him the lyrics. I, he said, he's like, what do you want me to do? I was like, do what you do on Parkway on this song. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay. And there was like, there was no big, Ooh, big... Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, we like your, we became really good friends on touring in the States, on, on Walk Tour and stuff like that. I just thought it'd be, I liked the idea actually in a kind of like bizarre way of, I enjoyed the fact that I knew it pissed quite a few Park Road Drive fans off. Yeah. Like I liked that. Yeah. Same reason when your demise were like, oh, do you want to sing our record? And I was like, <laughs> I tell myself, I was like, you do know your fans will hate Take this, this hardcore kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then so we did it. And then actually all that bizarrely came from it is then like I would I would start getting more recognized at like hardcore shows yeah. and metal shows and if I went and saw like all time Lowell Paramore. No no one gives a fuck there. Go to a Parkway Drive show. <laughs> yeah. Can't even get from the bar to the bog. Do you know what I mean? It was mental and I was sort of like, this is a bizarre thing. But I, I think it's I think it's a, sh- a, a real shame. And I think, I just think now of all the incredible collaborations that could happen. Yeah. Um, that we're just, we're stronger together. And, you know, you elevate one another. And if the scene's doing well, then all the bands within it are doing well. And I, I just think that something has to change. And it will probably be when a really massive artist within our world does something with another really massive artist because all the other smaller bands, I don't mean in a disrespectful way, but all the, the other bands that maybe aren't at that level will go, oh, right, well, they've done it now, so we should do it. And that's not a bad thing in that, not copycat mentality, but that wouldn't be a bad thing for them yeah. to copy. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So. Right then, if you could collaborate <laughs> with any rapper, who would it be and why? I don't know because actually him and Lil Wayne were like the first outside of Eminem as, as you as you already touched on obviously I think we all probably grew up with like the, the Marshall Mathers LP been yes. like this is a joke how good this is but then it was like I don't know, I got into like, I think it was Lil Wayne first because my friend from college was like, you should check this out. And then I got into like, from there, it just sort of got a bit out of hand and now I don't really, I don't really know how I didn't like hip-hop my whole life, to be honest, because it's, and then you start going back because going like NWA and like yeah. the Fugees and stuff like that and just all just... I found I'm probably more into hip-hop now than I've ever been. Yeah. I might even be more than, more than I'm into rock at the moment. I think that would be but the like, same for me, yeah. Yeah, like all these, all these new... <laughs> I sound like such an old man. All these <laughs> new bloody children rappers, all these SoundCloud rappers, I love it. It's a giant soap opera to me. It's like new metal all over again to me. Yeah, yeah. But yet the emo kids are all crying about how miserable they are. Like, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's strange. Like little people, like oh yeah, brand new. Have you heard of brand new? 
oh yeah but you want to check this people no no I view it brand new I don't need to I get it like I understand but yeah like they're all coming up now and I'm just I'm blown away by it and they're all trolling each other threatening to kill each other and stuff and it's, it's a giant soap opera I think maybe there's not enough of that in bands like some of these beefs are made up as well between these rappers yeah I actually had a, I had like a joke conversation with the boys once been like we should just like horrifically call out one of our mates' bands, like just go for it. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, what if they take it serious?" It's like, "Oh well." Yeah. I mean, I've literally, I've literally seen, I won't name names, but I've seen some of my mates' bands who've like actually diss each other on songs, who and have gone through some crazy shit and are best pals again. So it's like, it's not. I th- I think that's the other thing is you, you smashed it there when you said that like music and buying into quote unquote the identity of an artist is so much more than just the songs it's like the lifestyle of it all as we and i and i feel that actually the hip-hop and the rappers within that they're the real rock stars now yeah like Mm. do you know what i mean like yeah the closest thing we've had to a rock star or someone who that's sort of has fallen under that umbrella that I can think of and say, let's just say the last five years, Matt Healy from the 1985. I mean, is that, in terms of the rock star persona, the attitude, all that sort of stuff, maybe Van McCann, yeah. Catfish, but like, you're you're really clutching. Mm. But like, you want to talk about rock stars, they're all in the hip hop game. Yeah, yeah. They oh, are. Definitely. They're all talking shit. They're all wearing the fucking flash stuff, flash cars. I don't know. It's, it's more interesting. The lifestyle of it is more interesting than same old bands and the same old shit and the same old interviews about you know just it's just boring and you know I'd, this I'd, record nearly killed me yeah it's it's always that isn't it and it wears like you interview a hip hop artist but oh tell us about you knew how well I basically got high as fuck yeah drank like, a shit ton of Hennessy had girls on standby yeah in between in between getting blown every two minutes so yeah. I'd go up and I'd spit some Nonsense you can't even understand. Yeah. And um it's number one. It's number it's one. It's number one again. So did, did hundred fifty thousand records first day. Yeah. So I bought this chain out of the uh look at that, that's worth millions. <laughs> I bought that out of the proceeds for the song. Yeah. You know the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, of course we yeah. do. Amazing. Yeah. Um As you mentioned you've been back in the studio recently, so at the moment is it just getting some ideas laid down for maybe what you're looking for in the future? What's well, we really wanted to have an EP out before Christmas. Okay. Because on, on the subject of like sort of the blueprint and, that, and the marker and that has been set by other genres, another thing that I think rock music and guitar music in general could really like adhere to would be to just throw away this prehistoric blueprint, I guess, of... Albums. And- albums. Hmm, Take yeah. a year to write one. 18 months to record it another uh, before you know it you can have like three four years between records which okay that does make sense in a way but like the way people are consuming records isn't by waiting for a year and a half because they've already found a new favorite band yeah. or a new favorite artist so we really wanted to have a new EP out and then we were like it's putting out new music literally six weeks after the album's come out is that a bit much but um we just want to set ourselves some goals, so we're looking for spring, summer of 2019, perhaps if it's good enough. But we're already at a point where, like, we've already got enough for an EP. So awesome. Let's just try and make an album. Yeah, nice. We'll see. But it's just again the problem is that there's some songs that sound like 
J. Cole and Tame Impala having a love child. And then others, there's one song that is like just the most aggressive, nasty, you meet six song I've ever had in my life. And none of it really makes any sense, but we're just going with it. Because that's the beauty. Really. Maybe just dripping it out bit by bit rather than dropping like yeah. an EP or an album. That's the thing I was saying, like, we could just do a song a month. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you do the song a month, that's 12 songs in a year. That's an album <laughs> out by the end of the year. Like, you could pick an yeah. album out Christmas time yeah. of songs that have been dripped dripped mm. out yeah. from January. I, I, th- I genuinely think that's what the, probably the future is going to be of, yeah. of music because albums, dropping an album with 10 songs on, people either don't care. They don't even listen to the album. They don't, yeah. Or like, they, they'll just be like, oh, I'll put it on whenever. But if you've got a song that comes out once a month, they'll be like, well, I've definitely got to check that song out. Yeah. No matter, you know, if it was just an album filler song or whatever. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's probably the way the way it's going to go, I reckon. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think fans going to engage more having... Yeah, you'd definitely be more interested in buying a song once a month by your favourite band than going, all right, yeah, I'll just stream the album once, listen to it through, and then listen back to the singles yeah, or whatever yeah. again. Yeah, the standout songs or something. So, But yeah, going back to the... Go, when we were going back to the arguing ba- uh, band's arguing thing, I spoke to someone from Rock Sound not long ago about the podcast, and I was on about my new band, and us... Uh, yeah, when we started doing the interviews, I wanted to be the Ric Flair of wrestling. Just come back and be like, fuck everybody then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there, you bastards? And just come out. And I was asking him about it, and he was like... That's genuinely what I think. Some like we need an injection of something soap operary, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, perhaps. Yeah, or I'll just come back and be like, oh, I love everyone. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say anything bad. I'm sorry, but yeah, cool. Have you got uh, anything more? We want to. Don't want to keep Josh longer than we have yeah, to. Uh, oh, Yaz. All right. All right no, well, go on, no, go on, get him. <laughs> no, I just wondering, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Anything else? Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? He could say anything, mate. He could ruin his oh, own career. I know. He could ruin that's our what, careers. That's why I'm trying. To, I, <laughs> I think I think I'll leave it there just in case I say the wrong thing. I've got a tendency to do that. So. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank Fair you very right? much for coming pleasure, on. Yeah, boys. Pleasure. Pleasure. Honestly, Cheers. it's been awesome. Satnan. Terrible end. Every time. Lovely. Sweet. So that was the fantastic Josh Franceschi from Yumiya 6, who are about to go on tour in Europe, I believe. Yeah, they're going to be all across Germany and other parts of Europe over the next week or so. So I said Europe, and you went, yeah, Germany. Well, I, right. I'll be honest. I've got I've got the tour dates in front of me, but I've just realised that this is the just, Ger- Germans, just Germany. German but they are playing other bits. Like the next thing they say is that they're playing Antwerp. So, oh, cool. All right, sweet, awesome. So, yeah, if you get a chance, go and see Yumi Six in Europe. Um, if you still can, by then, oh yeah, you still can. We're not out. We're not out for another couple of months yet, are we? Well, I won't get into that now. It's too much. It boils my brain. Moving on. Um, yeah, thank you very, very much to Josh for coming in coming on coming in coming on coming on the podcast yeah. and um just being a general genuine sweetheart yeah no it was great to have him on and really share some of those stories and his thoughts and feelings on kind of the music industry at the moment and obviously their new album six or vi or vi Vi. Uh, that is available now go and buy it or stream it stream it buy it stream it buy it buy it or stream it that if you haven't already um yeah other than that I haven't got a bad word to say about you, me six. They've always been lovely people. Mm. And, um, 
Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, and they played a great live show just after we did that. They, did. That we saw, they were fantastic we? that night. Yeah, really good. A great light in background and different kind of stages on yeah. top, I've thought. And Josh sang live, so... We well did, yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, that's, uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we'll have another guest on. Um, if there's anything you want to know or guests you want to suggest, tag us on social media at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D at Sapnin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please share, subscribe and rate this wherever you're listening to it, if you can. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a good review. Don't leave us a one because it hurts. Hmm. Um, please leave us a five and then you can write whatever bollocks you want in the comments. I don't think that really matters, but... <laughs> Um, we'd like that five, please. Yeah. Um, yes, please. So yeah, you've been listening to Sapping Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. We will be back next week. Morgan, any last words? I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, what a great ending! So that's it. Right. Bye. Leave it. Knock it off. That's enough. We're done. No more. Stop. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.